Welcome to season one of Why Play Anywhere Else, a Sticks baseball podcast powered by JKR Baseball. We're the podcast by the players, for the players. My name is Jay Shrigling, and I'll be your host. With that being said, Arkansas Sticks president, Coach Chase Brewster, is always on the lookout to enhance the opportunities for all of his players across the country and enhance his program in general. We believe this podcast is another aspect to that goal. Be ready for some in-depth conversation and some genuine content here on the Why Play Anywhere Else podcast. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. sponsor is JKR Baseball. After starting as the JKR podcast less than two years ago, 2023 would be a year of expansion. That expansion not only includes this podcast, but the potential for an entire baseball podcast network. Other features and services include event management, collegiate baseball player branding, NIL advisement, and a new blog starting this spring. With with this expansion, we are now on the lookout for future young talent with similar mindsets. Are you a college or even a high school student that wants to work in baseball? JKR Baseball might be the place for you to get your foot in the door. If this sounds like something you may be interested in, contact me, Jay Shrigling, at 260-585-4388. But with that being said, let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to episode number five of Why Play Anywhere Else, the Sticks Baseball Podcast powered by JKR Baseball. We are the podcast for the players, by the players. Special guests today include 2023 Jacksonville State signee Sam Silas and 2024 Arkansas Baseball Commit Gideon Motes. With that being said, pumped to have all, both you guys here on the, on the podcast today. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thank you for having us. Hey, of course, man. Awesome. So, you know, before we dig into the baseball side of things, this is going to be a, a super. Uh, this is going to be a question really similar to the JKR podcast how we started out. So, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourselves? Who exactly is Sam Silas? Who exactly is Gideon Motes? Sam, go ahead, start with you, and then we'll go to Gideon as well. So, I am a 2023 uh, Jacksonville State signee, and uh, I'm from Alabama. And I like to hunt and play baseball and just kind of get after it. There's not – I live kind of a slow life in Alabama. And uh, I just love getting after and playing baseball. Uh, I am Gideon Motes. I'm from Bryant, Arkansas, by Little Rock. And, I mean, I just – I'm pretty chill, laid back, like hanging out with friends. And all I do is play sports year-round. Okay. All right, so with this being the Arkansas Sticks Baseball Podcast, let's just kind of dig into how both of you guys got connected with the Coach Brewster and the Arkansas Sticks. Uh, just stick with the same order. Um, how exactly did you guys get connected with the Sticks? So Coach Brewster reached out to me um, last last fall, or actually at the end of the summer last year, uh, whenever I was in San Diego, and I finished up a showcase there and did really well. And uh, they had a shortstop dropout uh, last minute um for the freshman uh underclass all-american games 
So they needed a shortstop for that event. And um, I just finished up a showcase and Coach Brewster reached out. And that's kind of how we got connected. And I went there and played in that tournament that fall. And then Coach Brewster asked me to play this summer. And uh, I played this summer with him. So that's kind of how we, we got linked up. Uh, my connections are um, my travel ball team from U-Trip back in my 13, 14-year-old. My head coach is from Texarkana also, where Coach Brewster is from. And so they knew each other. And so he got me in touch with Coach Brewster. Okay, so how would you guys compare the previous travel baseball teams that you have played for compared to the Arkansas Sticks when it comes to just in general how the organization is ran, what it looks like on a game-to-game basis? How would you compare both of the both of those programs? So I think an organization, it kind of starts at the top. And with the Sticks, you know, they do a great job of starting at the top. You've got great guys, Coach Brewster, Coach Landers, uh, Coach Kenny, Coach Abreu, a bunch of guys who have been around the game for a very long time. And um, they they are very knowledgeable, not only about baseball, but also in life. So uh, just being around them, um, it definitely makes it a lot easier to play. And then they also bring in, do a fantastic job of recruiting really good players. And so whenever you have a great group of players with a great group of coaches, it just makes it super easy to go out there and win a bunch of ball games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they have very good, like, management. They're very structured. They're very professional in what they do. And they just, they're just so, like, in tune with the game, and they just know how to win. So Okay. So, Sam, you mentioned, you know, all those other coaches besides, you know, the face of the program and Coach Brewster. So, for both you guys, what are your relationships with, you know, obviously Coach Brewster, but then the other coaches in the Arkansas Sticks program, you know, Coach Kenny, Coach Blaine, Coach – uh, all Sullivan, all the different coaches within the organization. Uh, what are your guys' relationships with them um, on top of your relationship with Coach Brewster as well? Yeah, so I, I love all the coaches for the sticks. Uh, I think each of them has kind of helped me in a unique way. Like uh, Coach Abreu, I probably, he probably informed me the most on the baseball side of things. Um, he's a, he plays shortstop and was an All-American in college. So uh, he was kind of my mentor this summer. He helped me out a lot with uh, giving me tips and tricks, whether it be in the cage hitting or just kind of on the field, just kind of let me know what he, he saw. And um, he's very knowledgeable about baseball and uh, he helped me uh, in a big way this summer. And then coach Landers, uh, he's very successful in life. And so um, just being able to be around him, pick his mind. Uh, I learned a lot from him as well. And then Coach Kenny kind of helped me out a lot, at, especially at the beginning of the summer whenever he was around with the mental side of the game. So each coach impacted me in a unique way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I only went to a couple tournaments this year because of football. So I was really closer with Coach Kenny because a pitcher. And he was really – gave me more insight on just, like, the mental aspect of being a pitcher and, like, the thought process and sequences and pitching and things like that. Okay. So, you know, throughout these past couple of years of, you know, for you guys playing for the Sticks, playing for different travel ball programs, you know, going to, you know, the Lake Points, the East Cobbs, uh, whatever – wherever it happens to be, if you guys could go and just kind of dig through two or three memories that just come to your mind when you're thinking of – you know, travel baseball, what would those couple memories be? Um, just kind of take us through that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I think my favorite memory um, is the most recent one at Jupiter. Um, you know, it's the it's the biggest baseball event that you can you can possibly play in. 
And then on top of that, to be in the um, the locker room, you know, that was that was an unreal experience. Just showing up to the field every day, you felt like a big leader, and it was it was an unreal experience. Shout out to Coach Brewster and Coach Landers and Coach Manning and all those guys for making that happen. But no, it was it was super fun. That was definitely my favorite memory. Um, and then um, as far as the other memories, I think it just goes back to not even on the field, just being in the hotel with the guys, like going out um, outside of baseball tournaments whenever you're at the hotel and just spending time outside the field and getting to know your teammates. I think that's uh, really what made it fun this summer. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would probably say probably my first time actually pitching on Coach Brewster's team, my ninth, my 10th grade year, 10th grade fall of Jupiter. And I kind of struggled, like, my first inning or so. And then Coach Brewster gave me, like, this big, like, long motivational speech that he does sometimes. And uh, I don't know, it still sticks with me sometimes. And then probably just cutting up after the game with some of the friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So you talk about a Coach Brewster, you know, motivational speech for both you guys. Like, what does a Coach Brewster motivational speech look like? Like, how does he kind of go about it? Kind of take us through uh, just through your eyes of what it's like to you know, listen to one of those Coach Brewster, you know, maybe post-game speech or just a motivational speech in general. Uh, that's kind of funny. Coach Brewster, um, <clears throat> he's always going to be – he's a super laid-back guy. He's super easy to play for. And after the games, we, uh, we all kind of – we think it's funny because he's so like brutally honest. Like if you, if you play bad, he's going to let you know. And, um, but I mean, it's all, I mean, as a good baseball player, you always want to be coached hard. Like you want to know how you did, how you can improve. And uh, coach Brewster does a really good job of that. So um, yeah, I think uh, after the game, he's just, he's just straight up with you. tells you how you can improve. If you need to be better, he's like, come on guys, we got to, you know, we're better than that. And um, you know, I, and, it's super easy to get motivated to play for a guy like Coach Brewster. So he doesn't really have to say a whole lot. We're all ready to, we're usually all ready to go. So, yeah, it's for sure. He's very honest. He's very straight up, but he also knows how to like, how to communicate with you and not rub you the wrong way and stuff like that. Okay. All right. So for Sam, I've got a couple individual questions for you. And then Gideon, I have a couple individual, sorry. And then Gideon, I have a couple individual questions for you as well. Um, So, Sam. Um, you were part of that Chicago White Sox scout team. You talked about there as one of your, you know, your favorite travel baseball memory. Uh, take us through what that experience was like going down, going down there to Jupiter here this past fall. Uh, just what the day to day looked like down there, and what that overall was like. You know, being a part of that Chicago White Sox scout team for the first time. Yeah. So the so the first time, so the first day we showed up, and um, uh, there were a couple new new faces in the locker room. So we all just kind of got to know each other. And it was also a, all a surprise to all of us because we walked in and we, you know, we had our name tags uh, in the lockers and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that was super neat. And uh, I don't think any of us, not a whole lot, a lot of us knew about that. And he, he tried to keep the uh, White Sox scout team as a surprise for us, too. So no, we didn't really know about that either. So that was that was a great surprise on day one. You know, that was super that was super neat. And then. Um, from there on out, I mean, we would just show up like three or four hours before the game, um, show up in shorts and stuff, which if, you, if you've played for Coach Brewster, you know that's a, um, that's a no-no. He always makes us show up in full uniform, ready to go. But uh, since we had the locker room, we, I mean, we, ju we could just kind of show up in shorts and a T-shirt and um, go to the locker room, change, head down to the cages. We got to use the White Sox cages. So 
you know, it was super awesome and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So for in your mind, you know, with you guys, you know, putting on those Chicago White Sox jerseys, do you think that puts a more of a target on your guys's back as you're walking around uh, that complex or kind of what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely think it did. Um, you know, when you show up and uh, you're representing the Chicago White Sox and then on top of that, you're one of the only teams that when the game's over, you're walking back to the locker room. It's kind of everyone's like, who are those guys, you know? So, um, no, I definitely think it it definitely raised some eyebrow, eyebrows to um, from other teams. But uh, we didn't necessarily look at it like that. We were just kind of out there having fun doing our thing. So, but, yeah, I definitely feel like uh, it put us target on our back for sure. Yeah. All right, getting so I have a couple individual questions for you as well. So you didn't get the chance to, you know, head to Jupiter because you're in the middle of football season. So for you being a football player and a baseball player, uh, what are you just looking forward to most to when it comes time for you just to solely focus on baseball? Like how can you see yourself, you know, evolving in different ways as a baseball player? What does that look like here for you in a couple of years once football does finally come to an end? Uh, I can't wait just to be having more time focusing on baseball, like just on itself. You know, there's foot, football workouts and there's baseball workouts. I can't wait to work on the baseball workouts and just the mental part of baseball that you don't really have the time to work on when you're in football. Yeah. So what is the outlook on this upcoming football season? Because I know you'll be 2024, so you're going to be a senior this upcoming fall. So what are you looking forward to most of, you know, just being that leader in that locker room, you know, playing those final, you know, 8, 10, 12, whatever, how many football games you guys play um, in Arkansas? What are you looking forward to most of just being a senior in that locker room and just going through and playing that final football season? Uh, I'm looking forward to going and winning my fourth straight championship in four years for me, and it'd be six in a row for Bryant. So that'd be fun. Okay, so you guys have won every year that you've been in high school so far? Yes, sir. So for in Arkansas, what does that football competition look like? And uh, just take us through what that state championship games – have looked like for you, what the experiences have been. Uh, just take us through that a little bit. Uh, so freshman year, I got pulled up, so I didn't play because I was behind Austin Ledbetter. And then sophomore year, I didn't play. Um, another senior played over me. And then this year, I was hurt all the entire season. And so I ended up getting put in, like, into the first quarter. And then we came back and we, like, won the game. And so, I mean, that's pretty much how it went. Okay. Um, so with, you know, obviously Jupiter was a big tournament there for the Chicago White Sox scout team. I know coach Brewster sending a lot of teams down to, um, Phoenix for the Mar the MLK tournament as well. Um, so are both of you guys going to be taking part of, uh, in that tournament here this upcoming, uh, in a couple of weeks? I will be, uh, I will not. I got, uh, school baseball practices okay. and stuff going All on. Right. So for Sam, what are you looking forward to most for this MLK tournament? Have you been there before? Um, and just, like, what are some things that you're looking forward to going down to Phoenix? I've actually never played in an MLK tournament with the sticks, but I think the most uh, the most thing I'm looking forward to is getting down there and uh, winning my last travel ball tournament. So this will be the last travel ball tournament I'll ever play in. So uh, I definitely want to go out on top and uh, just going out to Phoenix. That's also a place that I've never been. So really just looking forward to getting out there and, winning some baseball games and also just seeing uh, what Phoenix has to offer. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's flip this order back around. Uh, let's go to Gideon then to Sam. Um, so, you know, as we flip this calendar to 2023, you know, New Year's Eve, just a couple of days ago, uh, what are some of your goals as we head into 2023? Sam, it's your senior year, Gideon, your junior year. 
Uh, what are some goals, you know, for the high school season, getting in for travel baseball season as well, and Sam for, you know, when you head to that college campus this fall, just the entire entirety of 2023, uh, just what are some of those goals as we flip this calendar to the new year? Uh, my goal is to win a state championship for school ball this year. We have a young team, but I think we could actually do it, and I want to be like the guy on that team. And in summer ball, I want to be the guy also for that summer team, which is going to be insanely loaded. And so it's going to be tough, but I still want to be like the guy for that team and set myself up for a successful senior year. Yeah, so uh, like Gideon, um, I, w I definitely want to go send my senior year out on top and win a state championship uh, with my high school team and um, just kind of lead, lead my team the best way that I can and make sure that the younger guys um, – they kind of come up and they follow in the footsteps and just kind of leave a positive impact on those guys. And then uh, as far as Jacksonville State, I just want to step on campus uh, as as physically and mentally ready as I can possibly be to give myself the best chance to start as a freshman. So um, that's kind of really all I'm focused on right now is is getting my body and my mind right to uh, step on campus at JSU and excel there. So. So how do you get ready when it comes to the mental and physical side of baseball um, in the co in the college atmosphere? What, what are you doing right now to kind of, you know, get yourself ready for that? So uh, for, as far as the mental side, I think it's really just putting yourself through failure. So like whether that be in the weight room, like just learning how to bounce back through, from failure. So like, you know, um, setting training up to where um, you're going to fail, like, if you're going and you're hitting and you're just hitting off the tee, you're obviously not going to fail a whole lot. But like, uh, I think if you if you can kind of fail during training, and then once you fail, just learn how to bounce back. I think that's really good training for baseball. Um, just learning how to deal with failure because you're obviously going to fail, especially if you want to play as a freshman in college. Because when you get on campus, you're not just going to be the guy. So, I think uh, learning how to deal with failure is going to be the biggest thing for me. Okay. All right, so for Gideon, I know you mentioned it, it was your freshman year, maybe is what you said, where you took part in that Six Fall League. Um, so go ahead, let's kind of dig through what that Six Fall League was about. Maybe your experience in general. Just take us through what that Six Fall League was like. Uh, it was pretty cool. I was just this little young buck going into high school, kind of scared, not knowing exactly what to expect. You're playing with seventeen, eighteen year old kids for the very first time ever, and so I was like kind of intimidated at first, but then. When she just realized it's it's just baseball, like obviously the competition is going to be better at 18 than it is at 14. But once you just settle in and just do you, I mean, it's really it's just baseball at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. So moving on to when you guys are both actually on the baseball field away from, you know, the business side of things or whatever it is. Let's dig into the on the field stuff. So if you guys were scouts watching your game, and I know I've asked you this on the JKR podcast as well. So, you know, maybe the scouting report will be a little more in depth this time. Um, if you guys were scouts watching your game, what would that personal scouting report look like? Gideon, let's start with you and then move on to Sam as well. Uh, my scouting report, well, that's actually hard. I don't really think about my scouting report very much. Uh, I would say definitely try to be more consistent. I kind of like consistency sometimes. I'll have a really good outing or a really good inning and then bounce back with a not so good inning and vice versa. So just bringing more consistency to the table and just being more – just a better teammate, like the people and just things like that. Yeah, so uh, I actually hope I've kind of changed my scouting report from uh, last summer. So um, definitely I feel like I'm an advanced defender at shortstop. I feel like I can go make a play for you. 
Um, I really pride myself in playing behind my uh, pitchers, and I always try to, you know, make them a play because they're working hard. And uh, But at the plate, um, I've always kind of hit for high average and been a really just like pure hitter. But um, this offseason, I've kind of fine-tuned some things in my swing, and I really hope to hit for more power this spring. And I'm super excited to get on the field and uh, kind of see what I can do there. But uh, I've added strength. Uh, physically to hopefully uh, hit, hit for more power. So I'm definitely looking forward to that part of my game. Um, and yeah, uh, I feel like that's a pretty good scout report on me. Okay. All right. So for Gideon, you are a pitcher head to Arkansas. Sam, you're going to be position player when you head to college. Uh, so Gideon, kind of dig through your pitching repertoire a little bit, kind of what you throw, maybe how you kind of develop those pitches. And then for Sam, kind of take us through uh, just your hitting mindset and kind of what's going through your mind as you're walking up to that plate, what your overall hitting approach is. Um, let's just go ahead and uh, dig through that with us a little bit. Uh, my pitchers, uh, right now I just throw a four seam, two seam, and then a curveball changeup. And I'm trying to play with the cutter right now. I don't know how. I will see about it when the season comes around. But yeah, yeah. So for me, um, and my hitting approach, whenever I go up to the plate, um, I'm really just trying to, especially my emphasis this all season is um getting myself into a good hitting position on time for the fastball. So. Always want to be on time for the fastball and time that up, whether it's, you know, if the pitcher's throwing 75 or if he's throwing, you know, 95. I always want to just kind of be on time for that um, for that fastball and then kind of adjust from there. So uh, I think if I can be on time for the fastball, then that sets me up for success and I can kind of sit back and and uh, wait on the off speed too. So. All right, so at this point in the offseason, you know, we're just like I guess you're a couple weeks away from heading to MLK for you, Sam getting you got a little bit before you actually in-season high school baseball starts. So at this point in the offseason, what's your guys' training looking like? Like, what are you guys doing? How are you guys going about, you know, just getting better throughout the offseason at this point? Uh, We're lifting every day. We're still – I mean, we're still lifting with baseball. We're lifting every day, five days a week, in the morning at 5.30 every morning. And so it's still very tough in the offseason, just as it's going to be in the season, so. Yeah, uh, just hitting the weight room uh, really hard and just trying to add strength to uh, so that you can maintain that throughout the season. Um, and then also, uh, like I said earlier, I've just kind of been trying to fine-tune some things in my swing. And then, you know, with Phoenix coming up, we've actually been getting some guys in our area to kind of getting them together and, and kind of trying to do some live A-B. So uh, we can kind of get ready. I know pitchers need to throw over Christmas break. A lot of uh, college guys are home right now for um, for Christmas break. So we've kind of just been training with those guys, and, and uh, the pitchers have been throwing live ABs to the hitters. So that's kind of how we've been getting better over Christmas break. But, yeah. Okay. Um. So with you guys playing for the Arkansas Sticks here now for a little bit, take us through the relationships you guys have with the, with some other players on the Arkansas Sticks. So whether, you know, it's your class, maybe the class behind you, ahead of you, uh, what are some of those relationships both you guys have? We can go ahead and flip that order, go back from Sam to Gideon. Uh, just what are some of those relationships like? Yeah, I, I would say I have a really good relationship with everyone on the Sticks uh, that I played with this summer. And um, it kind of surprised me. I kind of figured like after the summer, it would just kind of fizzle out. But, you know, I actually, I still talk to a bunch of the guys, um, whether it's texting them daily, just 
sending an encouraging message or, you know, just kind of asking. I know I've asked Nolan Souza. Um, I took a lot of pieces from his swing and or kind of trying to add them to mine. So um, I'll reach out to him and kind of ask for some tips on what he's trying to do at the plate and try to implement them into my own game. And then um, over Thanksgiving break, I went out to my grandparents and uh, Ty Wade lives five minutes from where my grandparents live in Arkansas. And, you know, we hung out every day. So um, I, I definitely think I built some really good relationships that are going to last um, throughout, you know, hopefully the rest of my life. So, um, yeah, we definitely I definitely have a good relationship with everyone on the, on the sticks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have a good relationship with everybody as well. Uh, everybody lives so hard away, far away. It's I mean, it's hard to like hang out with everybody. So I still snap and I still text some people here and there and keep in contact with people and things like that. Okay. All right. So this is going to be a very big, like, I guess, a very uh, loaded question. Um, I know in the JKR podcast, we dig into the entirety of the recruiting process for both of you guys. But for here, just take us through, you know, what the recruiting process was. Maybe, you know, when teams started reaching out, what, what maybe some key things you were looking for and how you ended up at Jacksonville State and at Arkansas. Just for both of you guys, kind of dig, take through, take us through what that recruiting process was like for you guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, I would say my recruiting process was pretty slow early on. Um, I, I feel like I was a guy who wasn't going to overwhelm you with like all the all the metrics of the of baseball of the baseball world now. So um, it was definitely slow because if you if you came and watched me, none of my metrics were going to jump out at you. But I think as time went on um, and coaches kind of got out and were able to watch, they could they would show up and they could you know they could see that I could play the game. So. Um, once they got out and they started watching, um, I feel like it definitely picked up for me. And, um, you know, I still, I still didn't have a, uh, I had four offers when I committed, so I didn't have a ton of offers, but, um, Jacksonville state was where I wanted to be. It was a really good fit for me and I'm super happy to be there. So. Yeah. My recruiting kind of started kind of early, uh, some, the winter of eighth going into ninth grade, I had. Coach Brewster and my high school coach sent me a couple of texts about, hey, call these coaches. And so I was in contact with a couple of coaches. And I was in, I got my Arkansas offer right before, like, on my way up to my first varsity game, up to going up to Springdale. And then I got my UAL offer a couple of weeks later. And then I was in contact with a couple of other coaches. And then January of last year, I committed to Arkansas. Okay. All right. So let's kind of move into high school baseball just a little bit. So Sam, you're heading into your senior year and Gideon, like we said, you're going to be a junior here this upcoming spring uh, for both of you guys, you know, playing in pretty legitimate baseball States, you know, within Alabama, within Arkansas, um, take us through maybe what that competition level is looking like for you guys on a game to game basis, you know, whether or not you're playing other power fire, I mean, I guess other division one commits uh, just take us through what that competition level is looking like for both of you guys in Alabama and then in Arkansas for Gideon as well. Yeah, so we we uh our baseball competition is actually really good in Alabama, especially in the area that um we play. So um I mean you can go ten minutes up the road um and there's a high school that they actually just had five division one signees. Um I got to go to their signing class. So and we're all friends. So well, on the it's super fun. It makes for a super competitive environment. Um, 
but yeah, we we have we also have a a division another division one player uh, commit, and then one of my best friends just committed to a JUCO today. So, no, baseball is definitely comp- competitive here. Um, there's a lot of guy, a lot of people that come out to our games and watch too, and it makes for a super fun environment, especially as you go deeper in the playoffs. Um, our fan base is actually really good, and um, you know it, it makes for a really fun environment and baseball super fun. Yeah, it's super com- competitive and it's really fun. And pretty much every team that we play against, it seems like you look at them. There's like, oh, there's Arkansas Camaro, there's Ole Miss Camaro, there's like some type of big D one or high level JUCO signee, and like there's several teams with multiple of them. And so we're all really close. We all talk a lot. We all hang out a lot. And so it just makes for fun and competitive atmospheres. So we dig into the competition side of things when it comes to, you know, you guys playing baseball within um, Alabama, within Arkansas. What does the outlook for your guys' team look like? So what are some, you know, maybe some team goals heading into the spring? I mean, what what happened last year with your guys' teams and what the outlook is um, as the season starts here, you know, in a, in a month or two? Yeah, so uh, last year we, we finished uh, runner-up. So we actually came in second. And um, we went to a three-game series, and then uh, the wheels kind of fell off in game three. So I know all the guys on our team are super hungry to get back to that point and uh, kind of change the outcome. Um, it's, it really sucks with, uh, coming up that short with all of your brothers. So I know everyone's going to be super hungry to get back there. And, um, you know, as far as our mindset, that's really our only goal. So, I mean, when we show up every day, we want we obviously want to win, but – at the end of the day, we want to we want to win a state championship and uh, bring one to our high school for the first time in you know forty plus years. Uh, my team, we're going to be super super young. We have two seniors this year, and so but we're really talented. We're just kind of immature at the moment. Uh, we just need we're just going to be super scrappy. I feel like we've all played baseball together since we were five and four and five years old, and we're all super close and best friends and hang out every single day. And so we'll have a really good connection. And so I feel like we're going to be scrappy and we can just give some teams some fits. Okay. Pitching All right. So let's flip this order back around. Let's go ahead, start with Gideon, and then go to Sam. Uh, so moving away from the baseball field a little bit. So Sam, you're a senior, getting a junior. So, you know, you guys are, you know, getting up there to be upperclassmen within high school, uh, maybe starting to focus a little bit on what exactly you guys want to study when it comes to, you know, when you guys head to that collegiate campus. Um, so, you know, what are and maybe some of your plans heading forward as you head into college? Uh, maybe, you know, what your plans are to study or just what exactly, where's your guys' mindset on on that part so far? Uh, I'm drawing interest in either like a sports medicine field to be like a trainer or something like that or I want to be thinking about like becoming an agent or like a business side and just a couple things like that okay yeah so uh, I either want to I'll either want to go into PT or do kinesiology something to do with how the body works because obviously every player's goal is to get drafted and um, I feel like if I could study these things um, and then, you know, maybe um, it would teach me a little bit more about how my body works with baseball too. So I feel like that would be a really good degree for me to learn about, uh, just kind of learn how the body works so that when, or if I do get drafted out of college, then uh, I can, I can kind of know how the body works and and have a super beneficial degree. So that's kind of where 
my head is. All right. So let's kind of move into what I call rapid fire. I've got four questions that I ask everybody that comes on the Why Play Anywhere Else podcast. Question number one. So what? So when it comes to motivations, what is it that, you know, gets you guys out of bed every morning, you know, go try to go win the day, go get better. What is it that motivates you guys just internally to go get better every day? Uh, I'd probably say my mama. <laughs> I know a lot of people probably say that. I'd probably say that my mama would motivate me just in her hard work and things like that. Yeah, that's funny. That, that's funny you say that. That's actually mine, too. Uh, both of my parents have sacrificed so much for me and uh, spent so much time and money uh, just basically believing in me. And, um, you know, when I, when I wake up every morning, uh, that's kind of what I think about. Like, they've invested so much time and money into me, and um, I would really just love to, to make it not only for them, but for myself, too, and just be able to give back to them and um, all the other people who have believed in me along the way. Okay. All right, so this answer might be somewhat similar to that last question, the last answer you guys gave. But if you guys could choose, you know, two to three people who have been the most influential within your baseball careers, who would those people be? And what would be the reasons for them being so influential? Mine would probably for for sure be my mom and dad. And then I feel like it's kind of weird. Um, It's my quarterback coach for in football. He was a big, long high school and college uh, baseball coach and played college baseball and things like that. He's like the smartest person that I think I've ever been around, like researches everything every day, things like that. And one of the smartest people I've been around. Yeah. So uh, uh, both of my parents, my mom and dad, they just kind of have helped me through the whole mental side and uh, just have given me a really good foundation. And then I would also say my high school coach, uh, Scott Tubbs, he is, kind of helped me mature along the way from um, a freshman to now being a senior and being one of the leaders on the team. He has definitely helped me mature. And then the last one, um, I would definitely say John Matulia. Um, he probably will never see this, but uh, I would I would like to say him anyway. He, uh, he played uh, a little bit of minor league ball, baseball, and um, he, he helped me from uh, when, I, when I was seven um, all the way up until I was 13, he just kind of taught me the fundamentals of the game and, and things like that. And then I'm also going to throw Coach Brewster in there, too, because uh, he, he helped me this summer and, and helped me grow a lot. So Okay. All right. So looking forward to the future a little bit. So if you guys had to look forward 15 years down the road, let's look at what's going on in your guys' lives. Perfect picture. Everything is going right. What is the perfect picture of your guys' life in 15 years down the road? Uh, uh, for sure, like a professional baseball player, a successful career, a a very good home, very happy home, stable home, with a good wife and good children, a dog, probably like a golden retriever or something, and then like a nice city. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, definitely a career in baseball. Um, it's the greatest game. I can't really see myself doing anything else. So, um. Definitely want to be uh, playing professional baseball. Um, don't really know if I want to be married yet, but uh, definitely have a have a nice home um, so somewhere to in a nice city. Um, have some hunting land to to be able to go hunting uh, whenever I wanted to. And uh, yeah, that's, that sounds like the life right there. 
Okay. All right. So down to my final two questions here on the podcast. So when it comes time to, you know, you guys are looking through your phone, scrolling through your contacts, who would be the coolest contact that you guys have in your phone right now? That we wish we could have in our phone? No, that you guys actually have right now. Uh, I got to look for that. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to go look a little bit. Yeah, take a look for that. Hold All right, on. Sam, go ahead, and then Giddy, we can kind of go to you as well. Okay. So my uh, – my, um, I, th- I think the coolest one is probably got to be uh, Gunnar Henderson. He's the shortstop for the Orioles right now. He's from Selma, Alabama. So – and uh, I actually played against him, and – so that yeah, that's definitely um we've exchanged words back and forth a couple of times. So that's gotta be the coolest. He's actually currently the shortstop for them for the Baltimore Orioles. So that, that's my right. question. Yeah, I've heard I've heard Gunner's name quite a bit. So when you're talking to a guy like Gunner who you know, you know, was a top prospect, you know, was drafted fairly high. I'm not hundred percent where, but I kind of remember him being a somewhat of a high draft pick, if I'm not wrong. Uh, when you're around yeah. a guy like that. What are some different ways you're picking his brain? Uh, just you know, he because he is you know so far into his baseball career already. Uh, what are some different ways you're picking his brain, and what are some of the things that, you know you've learned most from him um, so far, just knowing him? Yeah, so um, I try not to bother him too much. I mean, he's super busy, but um, I think I think he, his approach for sure. Like he, um, like he texted one of my buddies the other day, and he needed help with an approach, and he he gave him one just like that. Like he. Uh, He's super advanced when it comes to the mental side of hitting, like understanding his body, how his swing works. He's just really, really, really intelligent when it comes to that that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think um, whenever I ask him questions, it's just mostly about, um, you know, what it, what it took to get to where he is and just kind of his mindset every single day to be a big leaguer. Okay. And then Gideon, did you figure out what, what your coolest contact is? I think I did. Um, his name is Jerry Hayes. He's a former uh, All-American in track and tennis. He's a former tennis player. I go to church with him, but he went out to USC, and he's in, like, the USC Hall of Fame or something like that, I think. And so he's got a whole bunch of connections out in Southern California and everything like that that he tells me about all the time. And he's very deeply embedded in his faith, and it's pretty cool to see that. Okay. All right, guys, so down to my final question here on the podcast. It's going to be the same question I ended off the JKR podcast with. I think I remember the answers both you guys gave, but we'll see. So when you guys do head to college, you guys are going to get that opportunity to capitalize off your name, image, and likeness, you know, a new thing the NCAA came out with, you know, about a year and a half ago. Um, so when you guys when you guys do get to college, what would be that dream NIL brand that you guys would love to, you know, endorse, collaborate, partner with, Whatever it happens to be, what would that dream brand look like? Get in, start with you, go to Sam. What are they? I think the last time we did this, I probably said 100% the sunglasses. I think that's what I said last time or something like that. Probably that or Nike, but I think you said no Nike. But I would probably say a car dealership or something like that. That would be pretty cool. Or I don't know. What type of car? Uh. I'd probably say a sports car or something. Okay. Well, well. so is is that like, you know, a Corvette, Challenger? Like what – when you're looking at cars, like what's your go-to brand? Ooh, uh, I'd probably say like 
a charger or something. Charger. Okay. That's what I'm driving. You know, it's not, it's not one of the new ones. I mean, it's an older, you know, 2012. That's it's an old cop car that's been beat up on, but you know, it's still pretty cool to go, you know, zero to zero to 60 real quick. I mean, I just got my third ticket of the, of the year just a couple days ago. So, I mean, that's not always the best, but you know, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Dodge guy as well. So uh, Sam, what's your brand? So I remember, I remember my answer from this from last time, and I think it was pretty trash. So I'm glad I get I get a chance to uh to to say it again. Um, I'm gonna go with two clothing uh brands that I wear literally all the time, and then also uh, um a, a bat. So uh, the two clothing brands, Gymshark and um Lululemon. I wear those those. That's literally my whole wardrobe wardrobe right now. And then um as far as the I would love to do a brand deal with uh, the wood bat, dovetail bat. I really love the their bat. And um, I, I just got a couple for Christmas, and um, I absolutely love them. It's my favorite wood bat I've ever swung. So um, that would be awesome to get to kind of get a deal with them. So those are probably the, my top three. All right. That's the first time I've heard of – well, I've heard of Gymshark, but I think that's the first answer of someone saying Gymshark. Lululemon, people are saying, I feel like, every other episode. Uh, dovetail, yeah. I've never – I've never had a dovetail bat in my hand, but I mean, I, I follow them on Instagram and they seem like a good brand as well. I mean, I know there's a lot of people swinging that bat. Um, so yeah. you know, good answers there. I'm not sure what exactly your answer was the last time, I guess. What was it? Um, I'm not completely sure. I just remember it being really bad. I think I said like Nike or maybe, maybe another like really big uh, brand that was just kind of out there. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, get- I got to kind of, yeah, I get, I get, I get the answer Nike so often to where I, I think Gideon, when you said it, I was just like, all right, man, you got to pick something else. Yeah, because I feel like every other person, if they're not saying Lululemon, which I mean, I'll give that to them. I mean, it's not, you know, one of those huge brands that, you know, every, you know, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, all, yeah. uh, all those type of guys are sponsoring. So um, whenever someone says Nike, I generally tell them, all right, guys, you know, pick something else. So, yeah. Um, but no, um, that's the final question here on the Why Play Anywhere Else podcast, a sticks baseball podcast for the players, by the players, players powered by JKR Baseball. Um, just really appreciate both of you guys coming on the podcast today. Um, this is probably going to air somewhat in late January. Um, the sticks baseball podcast here, we're going to launch here in a couple weeks um, with Coach Brewster coming on. So I'm glad you guys got to be a part of this. I do want to wish you the best of luck as you know, Sam, you head into your senior year, head on to college this fall as well. Getting best of luck as you know, these next couple of years in college, your final travel ball season this summer. And as you head to Arkansas and Fayetteville as well. Um, so no, just best of luck to both of you guys' careers and just really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having us.